I'm the Urban Foster Dad, and here's my five-minute fix for foster parents that are only fostering for the money. You know, when I see parents out there who bring these kids into their home, and the kids have been through hell and back, and you think just because you open up your door and you give somebody a room to stay in, that's enough. And I'm here to tell you, it's not. The kids need so much more than just a room, a place to lay their head. I've seen foster parents who emotionally are just not there for the kids. If an in-home therapy session is going on and you're upstairs in your room and the kid is down there with the in-home intensive in-home therapist and you're not in that room to find out what's going on, to be engaging with the therapist, to talk about some of their issues, it's clear you're only fostering for the money. A number of foster parents, this one really right here really burns me up. <clears throat> when you, you're fostering and you have foster kids along with your biological kids, you take your kids to the mall and you're shopping for your kids and you don't buy anything for that foster kid. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. We know the amount of money you're receiving for that kid every month. If you can't buy something for your foster child when you have your biological kids with you, then don't buy anything at all. I would prefer that you leave the foster kid at home and take your kids to the mall and just leave everything in the trunk that you buy for them. And when the kid go off the bed, you say, hey, kid, my kid, tell your kids, hey, bring it upstairs and put it in your bedroom. I mean, me personally, that is something I just can't do. I mean, I feel bad when I go to the mall and I buy something for myself. Most of the time, if I'm buying, if I'm at the mall and I'm buying something for myself, I will buy something for my foster kids. That's just how I am. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just not built that way. I'm not the type of person where I can just, you know, receive this money for them every month and only spend it on myself. If you are calling the agency, every time that kid needs to go to the doctor, every time that kid needs to go to the dentist, and you're trying to get somebody over there to take them, you letting everybody know you're not emotionally involved. Let me tell you something. If a kid leaves your home, and I don't know how long you've been fostering, but let's say, for instance, you've been fostering for six years and you've taken in a few kids. Here's the number one clear, clear sign that you are a terrible foster parent. If none of those kids call you to ask you for help, if none of those kids call you to let you know what's going on in their life, that's letting you know you really suck as their foster parent. 
I can't begin to tell you how many of the kids that have left my home, that have gone on to group homes, that they've called me back. I had a kid that called me, it was Thanksgiving. A lot of the kids were, you know, going home to their um, aunts and uncles. And, you know, some of them, even though they had half-assed parents, may go home to their parents for Thanksgiving. And, you know, one of my kids called me, it was like, it's Thanksgiving and, you know, I'm going to be here by myself. I was like, don't worry about it, I'll come pick you up. One of my kids was in, you know, he wasn't living in my home. He was in the group home. They took him to the hospital to have a major operation. And they just took him, dropped him off, and they went on about their business. The nurse called me and was like, hey, I have this kid here. He said, you know, he lived in your home last year, but he's about to have a major operation. I dropped everything I was doing. And I went up to that hospital and he was there for five days and then five days I was involved. Even when he got released from the hospital, I picked him up. I took him back to the group home. I made sure he had everything that he needed. If your heart is not in it, please don't foster, please. Because these kids really need somebody that's going to be there for them for the long haul. And if you find yourself every two to three months putting kids out, or you have a revolving door, you know what I'm saying? Oh, this one, it's not working with this one. Give me another one. It's not working with this one. Give me another one. It's clear that you're only fostering for the check. And, and trust me, I'm with you. It takes a lot of money to take care of these kids. And I'll be the first to say, I enjoy it, but I can't do it for free. And, and you know, another clear sign, you have five foster kids. It's hard to be emotionally there for five different kids with all of these issues. It's hard. The kids need someone to nurture them. Not buy video games and cell phones and set them in a room and think you're doing a good job just because, you know what I'm saying, you have them with their video games and their cell phones has something to occupy their time. If you can't, you, I mean, love a kid, if you can't hug a kid, I mean, real story, here's a real story. Normally this kid would get on the bus every day, but one particular day he missed the bus. I really wish I could tell you his name. So I, this particular day, I had to take him to school. And I mean, this kid was, you know, hard street kid. He had sold drugs, he had carried guns. He really looked like the type of kid you would not want to hug. But just because of who I am, that particular day, when I dropped him off at school, before he got ready to get out the car, I was like, well, you, I was like, you know, give me a hug. I was like, you just gonna get out the car and give me a hug. So when he gave me a hug, you know, he held on a little tighter or whatever, and then his eyes started to tear up a little bit. And I was like, you know, damn, what the hell I do? Maybe, you know, maybe I was wrong for hugging him. I don't know. And I said, you know, well, what's, you know, what's up? He said to me, the last home he lived, they had three biological kids. And he said, the mother would hug all three of her kids 
every morning before they went off to school and she never hugged him. Please stop with this BS that, oh, I treat, we treat all our foster kids the same. You don't treat them all the same. Because if stand, somebody was standing there with a gun and they said, I'm going to shoot one of these kids, pick one, you damn sure wouldn't pick your own biological kids. You'd talk to the foster kids and say, hey, shoot him. So please stop with this lying that you treat all the kids the same. Because you truly don't. Because you know at some point that kid is going to leave your home. You know, kids in foster care, I would like for you to spend some money on them. But really what they need is your love. They need your love and they need your time. You already know they come from homes where they're neglected. So why would you invite one to live in your home and then you would turn around and do the same thing that their parents are doing? Neglecting them. You know, another clear, clear sign <clears throat> that you're fostering for the money, you won't allow the kids to leave the home. You won't allow them to go to any sporting events at school. You don't support them when it comes to let's say fence they want to be on the football team, basketball team, track. You're telling them no. You won't give them an allowance. And if you do give them an allowance, it's five, ten dollars. When you know you could easily give a kid fifty dollars, especially if it's a teenager. You really need to you let them go off to the mall with their friends. Give that kid $50, $60 just in case they want to buy themselves something. They shouldn't be going off with their friends who are not in foster care, who most of the time, you know how these kids are today. Their parents give them money. They're buying things. They can buy themselves something to eat. And here you send your foster kid off with them with no money in their pocket. You should be ashamed of yourself. You really should. I'm just, I just can't do it. A kid moved into my home and he came with a plastic bag, a half a plastic bag with clothes in it. By the time that kid left my home, he left there with probably about 10 suitcases. Because I had bought him so much stuff. It's just not in me. You're not going to go to school and you're not going to step outside of my door and look like you in foster care. Yeah, and you foster kids, you guys are gonna have to learn how to speak up. If you talk to your social worker and you let her know that, hey, I'm living here with these people and they're not spending any money on me, they're not emotionally evolved, if she don't do anything about it, the best time for you to speak up is when you're in front of that judge. And I've gone to court so many times with my foster kids. And the judge will ask them, is it anything that you need from me? Is it anything we can do for you? And most of them will sit there and not open their mouth. Kids, that's the time to say to the judge, judge, they don't spend any money on me. Judge, they don't spend any time with me. Judge when I'm emotionally in need of them. They're off doing their own thing. The judge is really the number one person that can fix your problem. If you don't like living there, say that. I don't like living there. They don't do anything for me. They won't spend any time with me. 
the judge is the one person that's gonna start kicking butts. No one can help you if you don't let people know what's going on in the home. Don't be ashamed, don't be afraid, speak up. People, I'm here to tell you, kids aren't stupid. They know who love and care about them. I'm here to tell you. I may not be the best podcaster, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, this ain't my niche. But I, what I am good at is taking care of kids. I'm damn good at it. Even the kids that have lived in my home where it did not work out, I still let them know when it was time for them to leave. Listen, just because it did not work out between us, if you need me, you have my number. Call me. Just because you're not living in my home, that does not mean I can't help you out with the problem. There's a young man that lived in my home probably about seven years ago. He's incarcerated right now. I've sent him money, letters, because I still want him to know there is somebody that cares about you. And you should have an open heart that if that kid does need you, he should be able to contact you. That doesn't mean he calls you and say, hey, I need my rent paid for $1,000. You'd be like, oh, let me show him I'm a good foster parent and give him $1,000. But you may give him the resources to go maybe find a job, to, you know, and I don't know, maybe that one time you might need to give him the $1,000. Because I've done it. I had a kid that we've gotten, you know, he was incarcerated and I bailed him out of jail. And if you, like I said, if you're only doing it for the money, that's something you would not be able to do. But if you have a heart and you're showing these kids true love and when they're in your home and you say, I love and I care about you, the love and caring doesn't stop when they leave your home. I know I'm emotionally involved. I'm here to tell you. I know I'm emotionally involved. One of my kids who lived with me for a year and a half. And he was moving five states away. He was brought up in the state that we lived in. But his father put him in care, signed away um, his rights, and he was living in my home. And he turned 18 while he was living in my home. So he made the decision to go live with his mother that was five states away. I really didn't want him to go live with his mom because he was in the 11th grade. He went on to the 12th grade, but I had a good feeling that he was not going to graduate high school if he left, left my home. But he was 18 and the decision was totally his to make. Uh, I took him to the airport. And... They, you know, I sat there with him until, you know, they got ready to, you know, board the plane. And this is how I can tell you I'm definitely emotionally involved. You know, the, a cry, a real cry doesn't start in your face. Hey, that painful cry, that painful, you know, emotional, I'm going to miss you state really starts in your feet. It started in my feet. And I'm, I mean, I, I had to really 
hold back the tears because I didn't want these people to look at me like I was crazy. But I knew, I knew I was, I never was going to, I knew I ne would never see that kid again in my life because he was moving five states away. And I'm gonna tell you, when I got to the car, I broke down. I didn't, you know, not so much that, you know, I wasn't going to see him, but the, the cry was because I didn't know if he was going to be okay. I didn't know if he was going to be okay. And if that's not you, if you can't feel those type of emotions for a kid, please don't foster. Please don't foster. Yeah, it's nice that you spend money on them, and you should. But they need your love and support. That's what they really, really need. Please don't just foster for the money. Please. I mean, we, you know, we have foster parents that are out there killing kids. It's on the news every day. And how dumb are you that you were living your miserable-ass life and you didn't have any kids in your home and you had the bright idea to say, oh, I'm gonna start fostering kids. And the minute they moved into their, your home, you started abusing them. They dropped something on the floor and the first thing you do is grab a belt and start beating those kids. You already know you breaking the law. How stupid are you? You're sitting in jail for 20, 30 years for something that you didn't have to do. You made a decision to go and foster a kid and brought that kid into your home. And then you abused them or killed them. And then you sit in jail, something you didn't have to do. You could have been like, nobody knows you more than you. And if you know emotionally you can't handle the stress of a kid, don't foster. It's that simple. I know in some states you only get a thousand dollars a month for a kid, but that's twelve thousand dollars a year. Just say, hey, I'm gonna dedicate fifteen percent of this thousand dollars a month to the kid. I mean, I know if you live in the state of Virginia, it's really much more than that that you should be spending on the kids, because by law they have it written out exactly how much you should be spending on that kid every month. And once again, I'm telling you kids, it's on the internet. We live in a world now where you have access to everything. You can find all everything that you want and need to know about your foster care system of that state on the internet. Please utilize these things, kids, please do it. You know, I could go on and on, and I understand that this podcast episode was a bit of a, you know, rant or whatever, because I get upset when I think about people receiving, you know, large amounts of money for these kids, and they're not spending any money on the kids, or they're not emotionally there for the kids. But I'm the urban foster dad. And that's my five minute fix.
You are listening to the Urban Foster Dad Podcast. All of our content will be true, raw, and uncut. Please ask questions, leave a comment, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.